You're listening to a podcast from gravitychurch.com, Lodi, California. Amen. So God is amazing. Amen. Anybody down with that? All right. You know, I just, I wanted to start off by, first of all, you guys are going to see me go to my notes. This is kind of foreign for me. I'm usually like a, a free willing kind of guy. But this is how God writes stuff in my life right there. So there, there's my notes. So, you know, kind of hang out with me. But, uh, you know, I just like to say it's good to be back. You know, me and my wife took a, took a couple of weeks off there. And we haven't done that in so long. It's been 10 years. You know, I'm going on, I'm going on 10 years in August. It's clean and sober. Only by, by his grace, you know, amen. And I was just thinking as we were singing that last song, I was thinking to him, I said, and, and this may be an emotional day for me, so just ride with me. But I was thinking, here we go, God, you know, just me and you again. And that's how it's been in the last 10 years of my life. It's just everywhere I go, I take him with me, and he takes me with him. So I want to take you on a, on a little journey today, and we're going to talk about some cool things. Um, we're going to talk about building blocks today, and, and I just want you to keep thinking about building blocks. I'm going to probably say that about 15 more times to get that in your head, because it was something that was really special that God spoke to my heart. Yesterday, I had an opportunity, though, to go out and, and put another building block in my life, and, and I didn't even see it coming, and that's, that's the cool thing. That's how God works it out. But I got invited to go out and hang out with a couple special friends of ours, Shelly and Will, and, you know, we were out on the out on the river yesterday and we're sitting there and you know all these things are going on and they're trying to make it perfect and you know uh, rice is just turning out mushy things are just going crazy but as I was sitting there just watching the kids run around and playing I was watching people interact and we went down to the water and I was just watching them I was like you know this is another one of those building blocks in my life this is another relationship in my life that just makes me that much stronger so I just had just a really good day yesterday and I, I wanted to share that with you you know I also want to just say that that building blocks are a lot like relationships for me, and relationships take time, you know, and I've had the, the privilege of spending quite a few, you know, years with a lot of you in here, and some new, and I'm looking forward to, to those building blocks as well, but, you know, you really have to just take your time with these relationships and, and really work at them. Just, I mean, you know, when, when God first started that relationship with me 10 years ago, he really took his time with me. And, and it, it wasn't always good, and it wasn't always easy, and it wasn't always, you know, uh, the simplest things. But that's what a relationship's about. I mean, you're going to experience things with one another. You're going to go through things, and that's what makes a strong relationship. That's what makes a strong building block in your life. So I just want you guys to just, just kind of stay on those lines with me. And I'm going to my notes, and this is so foreign. I love it. You guys, you guys are with me? Okay. You know, Jason called me probably about a month and a half ago. And I don't do the traditional. I'm not the, you know, I, I'm going to get in here. This, this thing was written for me. This, this Bible right here was written for me. And, and I take that very seriously. And, and I get in here and I seek him out. And there's some great stories in there. But when I get up and I share, that's what I do. I share. It's not a sermon. It's not preaching. I just like to get up and share what, what's going on in my life and what God is doing in my life. So when Jason asked me about a month and a half ago, he said, hey, Danny, how would you like to speak? And I hadn't spoken in a while, but I speak a lot. So stay with me, Jay. Um, <laughs> I said, I don't really know if I'll have anything to say, and that was kind of odd, because I always have something to say, but I was like, you know, right away, I said, I don't know, you know, if I'm going to have uh, anything to share, Jason, but yeah, you know, I'll do it, you know, give me some time, we'll, we'll figure out something, we'll come up with something, because I like to, I like to use true stories, 
And for the last year in my life, you guys, things have been pretty good. You know, I mean, everything is fine. I've been rolling along and went full-time ministry, left a job, and shortly after I left, they kind of went downhill, and so God knew what he was doing there, too. Um, I'm finding out he knows a lot about what's going on, you know, even when I don't. That's the cool thing. Um, So, you know, nothing's really been, everything's kind of been fine. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you know what I'm talking about? Those out of nowheres? Yeah, did you get shook a little bit? You don't get knocked down, you don't, you know, or maybe you get knocked down, I don't know, but... You know, for me, I'm, I'm pretty steadily built, you know what I mean? So, you know, but so today I want to share a little bit. How, how many of you like, like real life stories and stuff? Cool. So I got, I got some good people in here with me and, and people like stories about God and God who does real life stories. Cool. That's me then. We're, we're in the right, we're in the right place. Um, this story that I'm going to share with you this morning talks about a driving class. It talks about Meg Ryan. So hang with me. She fits in there. It's kind of weird to stay with me. Um. It talks about getting pulled over by the police, which is always fun. No, don't, don't look sad. It was a good thing. Well, afterwards, it was a good thing. Uh, child support and a good friend of mine, Billy Wood. I've been doing this thing with Billy Wood for about 25 years. If you were to stand a mirror next to me, you would see his reflection. I mean, that's the kind of life that, that me and Billy have lived together, and we've developed a great relationship then, but even a better one now. So I'm going to start out with the driving class. About a year ago, God had prompted me. I got out. I didn't have a driving license. Uh, it was promptly taken away after my third DUI in 16 months in Folsom State Penitentiary. They will send you to prison for a DUI. Don't mess around. Okay. So anyway, so I lost my driver's license. So I got out, and I waited about a year. You know, I went, and God was working out all this stuff in my life, and I went, and I took care of a lot of things. You know, I quit smoking, quit drinking, quit doing all these, you know, these things that that are important in your life, you know, but who needs a driver's license, right? No, found out a year later I did. Um, So I started going to these uh, driving classes after about a year being out, and uh, I didn't like it. You know, I had it all figured out. These guys were uh, drunk. Here's the deal. You don't drink, you don't get caught, pulled over drunk driving. It's simple, right? Just don't drink. So kind of arrogant, kind of, uh, well, arrogant's probably the best word, so I ended up getting in a fight with my counselor the very first night I'm there. And I basically told her, yeah, I'll never see your face again. And seven years later, I was not in that class, still seven years later. So I didn't have this driving record. Or I didn't have this driver's license. So about, about, a, about a year ago, God just really promised in my heart. He says, come on, Dan. You know, seven years, eight years now, you've been driving without a license. You're kind of pushing the envelope a little bit. And I'm thinking, man, I'm just driving under God's grace the whole time, right? I'm not going to get pulled over. No, it doesn't work that way. Um, so I went back, and I signed up for this driving course. I was like, all right, you know how we do, reluctantly kicking rocks all the way over there. I went in there, and I got the same counselor. So, yeah, here's a big, fat, humble pie. Go ahead and eat some of that. Oh, she said, oh, Mr. Randall, you're back. She didn't forget. Seven years, didn't forget. I was thinking this lady's taking ginkgo galoba every day, you know what I mean? So uh, we proceed to have a good conversation with her and apologize and say, yeah, you know, I was a little bit not in the right place then. Hopefully I'm a little better now. I'm not promising anything, though. Don't hold me to that. Don't make me sign a contract. But um, so we signed up for these classes, and I started going, and I found out I actually enjoyed parts of them. And this is where Meg Ryan comes into my story. 
Because 16 months or 18 months of this driving course was like um, regular classes that you had to go to. And then for six months, one day a month, you had to go to this education class. I'm like, cool, once a month, dude, I can be there for that. Two hours, out of here, right? So I show up for my first education class. And it, uh, you ever seen the movie When a Man Loves a Woman with Meg Ryan? It's all about alcohol. And, yeah, it's a pretty good movie the first time you see it. Saw that my first month I was there. Came back on my second month for my second uh, education class. And you know what we watched? When a Man Loves a Woman with Meg Ryan. Third month, come back for my class. What did we watch? A Man Loves a Woman with Meg Ryan. So I'm losing it because I'm not really good with this. I can quote this movie now for you. And you know the funny thing about it was is that we weren't supposed to wear any tank tops, nothing provocative, any of that kind of stuff. Does anybody remember the scene where Meg Ryan falls through the glass? Yeah, and I'm thinking, are you serious? But anyways, that's a whole nother issue. Well, that'd probably be a whole nother share that I'll talk about. So I get by that, and I'm going through this class, and things are good, and I'm, I'm actually finding out that, that I have stuff to offer other people. DVDs start coming out, old DVDs, and I'm sharing, and, and stuff's coming out. And then Christmas rolls around, and I, and I kind of leave the job, go into the full-time ministry, and Thank you for that, Jason. We worked on that just because I went full-time ministry doesn't mean I'm not supposed to earn some cash. So we're working on that too. But um, went, went full-time went full ministry and did that whole transition. Christmas was right around that time, and it was just the opening I needed. Have you guys ever had just that opening where you were doing something and it was pretty good, and you're like, okay, this isn't that bad, but if I get an opening, I may be gone. I got that opening. Christmas vacation came. And I said, okay, well, I'm off for two weeks, right? No. I was supposed to check in. So I ended up getting suspended from this class for the second time. Um, supposed to come back in 30 days when I received this letter. And I'm thinking, yeah, you're not going to see me in 30 days. 30 days, I'm done with this class, right? So I didn't go back. So about a month and a half ago, now we're going to get into the driving part of it. I'm on Kettleman Lane, and, and I'm only doing 57 and 35, guys. I don't know what the problem is. I'm driving fine flying by another car, you know, he's like not sure where he wants to go, so I make the decision for him, 57 right on by, see a pal, but me, and I, I'm still struggling with this, Jason said he's going to make me sweet someday, I just don't see it, but you know, once I get into the 57, I'm like, yeah, I got you, and I'm by him, right, I kind of held on to that for a minute, instead of dropping it back down, saying, okay, it's cool, and I held on by that right by a police officer, yeah, he tags me, and he comes out, and he uh, gets my ID. And I've been out of the loop, guys, for 10 years, you know. I, I, I tore this town up for 27, you know, in and out of prison. They know me. The cops knew me real well. But I've been kind of out of loop, lost a lot of hair, different, you know, just a change. And the cop didn't recognize me. And he gets my ID. And on the, back, on the way back to the, to, the, to the car, I swear I saw a light bulb go off in his head. And he goes, this is Dan Randall. Oh, my goodness. Mr. Randall, I'm going to need you to get out of the car, put your hands through the window, all this stuff. You got any drugs, guns on you? All I'm just going, whoa, what happened to this nice officer? Can I get your license and registration, please? What happened? He went maniac on me. So I get out, and I'm like, listen, I'm not that guy anymore. I'm not going to run. We're not going to fight. Everything's good. You're not going to have to tase me. We're fine. I just, and I'm just very honest with him. I said, I don't have a license. You know, calm down. Xanax? Here, something. So we go through that whole thing, and, you know, there's a lot of emotions racing through there, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do now? I finally, after, you know, grace has ran out in my life, I don't have any more left. I'm getting pulled over. 
you know, what am I going to do? So I'm walking to Arby's. I'm in the middle of a job. Just everything's crashing down, and I'm just like, but you know, the funny thing is that God is with me, you know, through this whole process. But I'm not seeing it right now because I'm mad. I'm feeling all the emotional side of it. And then in the midst of all this, my, my ex-wife decides she wants to go after me after child support, and, you know, all this stuff's happening. My, my Jeep gets repoed. I'm just like, okay, what happened to this beautiful last year of my life that was fine? I want that back. Can I, can I go back over there? And God says, no, you're going to have to go through this. But the ticket, and the thing about it is, is that I'm going to go through it with you. And that's the part I'd forgotten. So on to the second part of this little story with Billy Wood. And, and I asked him, I got clearance uh, to share this before I talk, or before I came up here and, and started sharing it. Uh, Billy Wood comes over to my house, and, you know, he's back, and he's readjusting back into life. Uh, you know, coming up on two years, clean and sober. Praise God, man. What a, I'm going to tell you right now, it's a walking miracle right there. Um, looking at 19 years, his last sentence, and God showed grace in his life, and he did a year local, and now he's trying to straighten up his life. But he comes over to my house, and he's in the early stages, you know. He's in the early stages, right, Bill? I can say that comfortably because I remember what they look like. And sometimes he comes in and his hair's like this, and he's like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, come in, Bill. It's okay. Sit down. We have a water or something. Let your face go back to pale. It's not red. And then sometimes he just comes in and everything's fine. But he's going through all this stuff, and he doesn't know how to tackle all this stuff. And I said, Bill, just write a list. You know, make a list. Start there. A, B, tackle one at a time. So he makes this list, and I said, give me that list now. And I take the list, and in between each one, I write, pray, pray, pray on everyone. And I handed it back to him. I said, always remember to do that. So a couple days go by. He comes back over at the Russell, and boy, he's just going through it. He's living over there at the Salvation Army, and it's not an easy circumstance, and he's really humbled himself, and he's going through all this stuff, and it just, you know, a couple days he's fine, and a couple days he's like me with the whole driving license. We're just both kind of freaking out, you know, emotion, stress, all that stuff, doubt, fear, all that stuff that we experience. Then it, and then he's fine. Then a couple of days later, he comes over with the guy, Russell, and they're just, he's kind of back there again. And I'm just going, I don't know if I can deal with you and me. You know, I just don't know if I can do this. And God says, yeah, no, but I can. You know, so let me, let me work on this. So I have this really good talk with, uh, can I get that first scripture up there? Mike, Jeremiah 29, 11. So I have this really good talk with Bill, and then I walk outside in my, in my driveway, and I grab my Bible out, and uh, that's my Bible, and I'm going to use a, a cheat sheet, because if you can read that, God bless you. You got, you got better eyes than I do. Now I study that at home. So I read in the scripture, and I know we all know it, but I just want to read it again for you. It says, Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to welfare and not, or plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call on me, and I will come and pray to me, and you will come to pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. And I read that to Bill, and as I was reading it to him, something happened to me, but not the light bulb didn't kind of go off. You know, it was like the elevator went up and then got stuck and didn't go completely to the top. And Bill looks at Russell, and he says, you know, that's why I love that guy right there. And he got on his bike, and down the road he went, and I went in the house feeling good, petted my mastiff. So I'm thinking everything's good. But a couple days go by, and here comes Billy Wood again. I'm going to share a little bit more about Billy. And he comes in, and he's got, you know, these court issues that he's trying to deal with. And he's on the cell phone, and the first one goes okay. He gets his unemployment. He gets his phone. Everything's just rolling right along. He's got about six things on his list. And when he gets to number six, it's, an, it's Modesto Courthouse. 
And I'm not really paying attention because he's just use, utilizing my stuff. I said, here, you know, whatever you need, Bill. And pretty soon I look over and Bill's doing this. What? He's losing it. I mean, he just, if he squeezed my phone any tighter, it would just explode in a thousand pieces. And I go, what is going on in your life, Billy? Calm down. It's going to be okay. I promise you. There is a God out there who loves you, number one. Have you ever had that experience with God that he was trying to speak something into your life, but you weren't hearing it? And so he used another person, and then as you were saying it to them, you went, oh, now you're just showing off. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? He's doing multitasking. God is. Trust me, he's a multitasker. He's out there doing his thing. So I'm looking over at Billy, and I'm going, listen, Billy, look back in your life. Look at those times when God has been there. Look at those relationships. Look at those building blocks in your life. Wow, did I just say that? I was like, it would kind of like shock me, and God was like, no, that was mine. And... um. So this, this thought of building blocks came into my head. And as I'm saying this thing, I'm saying, Billy, he didn't bring you this far to just drop you off and just leave you where you're at. You're on this journey. You're in a relationship with him, and, and, and he's going to take you to all these things that we talked about. And I'm like, okay, building blocks, Dan. And so he leaves, and as I'm saying it, this, this epiphany comes, and I'm going, oh, that's what I'm going to talk about, Jason. Thanks, buddy. Now it's all clear. So God starts working out these building blocks in my life. And I just want to tell you guys right now that there are tons of you sitting here in this church that have been building blocks in my life, you know, and I wish that a video, I mean, when Jason first asked me, he said, how, I said, how much do I have? And Jason says, how long is your video? And I said, four and a half minutes. He said, you got five, because he knows how I talk. And I said, so I got nine and a half minutes. He goes, no, you got five. So if I could have put you all in a video and all the circumstances and all the things that God has done in my life, you know, in the last 10 years, we'd be watching this video next year. But I want to get this video up there. Can you, can you get that video up on there for me, Mike? And I just want to take an opportunity. And as God started to speak about these building blocks in my life, it caused me to look back on situation, things, relationships in my life that God has built. So I, I just hope if we get this up here in a second. There it is. I just want to share some of the things that God reminded me about. And he says, you know what? You got this driver's license thing going. You got this child support thing going on. You got all this stuff going on. But look at where I brought you from. And look where I'm going to take you. It doesn't stop here. So, enjoy the video. Can we go ahead and put that last scripture up there, Mike? You know, uh, I, made that, I made it through that without crying. That was probably the 20th time I watched that. But, you know, you got to realize something in my life is that 10 years ago I was a mess. I mean, I'm still a mess. You know what I mean? But I was a real mess. And I didn't know how to have relationships. And I didn't know how to love a wife. Almost made it through that one. You know, I didn't know how to do any of this stuff. And every one of those photos up there, and every one of those situations you've seen, God was in those. And God made those possible in my life. And I'm going to share this with you because it's so important for me. That's Luke 6, 47, 48. And he said, everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what it is like. He was like a man building a house <laughs> who dug deep and laid the foundations on the rock. And when a flood arose, the stream broke against the house and could not shake it because it had been well built. Ten years ago, you guys, you got to understand something. I built my house on a foundation on a rock called Jesus Christ. 
And during those times, I've developed a relationship, and he's taught me, and he's nurtured me, and he's raised me, and he still to this day is teaching me. I want to tell you, this driving thing is taken care of. I'm going to do 10 days jail sentence, amen. Woo! But it's taken care of, and God has worked out the child support in my life, and he's taken care of these things, and he's untangling a little more in my life because I've built this foundation on him. But built on that foundation are those building blocks that you see. And any time I need encouragement, any time that I need to know what my God is doing in my life or has done in my life, I look back on those situations. I look back on those building blocks. So today I want to encourage you guys all because you know what? God has raised me up not to just sit here in these pews. You know what I mean? Church is good, and I love to come here, and I love to share, and I love to be a part of you guys, and you guys are so important to me. But you've got to take it outside this building because that's where the magic happens. Let me tell you. That's where real relationships are built. That's where lives are changed. That's where you come in contact and you start to become and you start to allow these people to be building blocks in your life. But more importantly, you get to be a building block in somebody else's life. So today I want to encourage you with my whole heart and with everything that I am to get out there. There's somebody at your job. There's somebody uh, in your neighborhood. There's somebody somewhere handing them a box of food, whatever it is get out and be a building block in their life. Because when these times comes and when these, these waves and these storms come, because they do come, you can look back and you can go, but yeah, I built my house on a rock. Amen. God bless you. Peace. That's all I have. Jason, cheers. Man, that was good. I don't know how much of it was true. No, it was all true. Hey, can I borrow your Bible for a second? The little one? We're going to take communion together this morning, and um, man, this really is small. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it on here, but um, yeah, here it is. This last week, um, first of all, I just want to thank Danny. I don't know if you guys, um, see him the way that I do, but I appreciate his honesty and his authenticity as a person. What you see is what you get with Danny. And that can be a good thing and sometimes not such a good thing, depending upon what that is. But I wouldn't want it any other way. And recently, I've asked Danny to pray about becoming one of our staff pastors here at this church. Because we as a body feel called to go after that one lost sheep. Remember, there's plenty of places in the city of Lodi for the 99 to connect with a church body. Plenty of places for them to go that they feel welcomed and loved and that they speak their language. But there's not a lot of places for that one. And I can't think of a better person to be looking for that one when they come up the steps of the church than Danny. God is doing something in our hearts. And God is the one that is calling us to go and to do the things that he's asked of us. We're following after him with everything that we have and we're just listening for his voice. Today we get to come and we get to thank him, Jesus, for the ultimate sacrifice that he did when he died for us. We do it every single week here because we forget so easily in life the big things, the important things. 
And we can't forget that it all started because of God and his reckless love for us. When we were a mess, just like Danny was 10 years ago, Jesus came and died for us and he gave everything. So this morning as we come, we're going to come to remember, but we're also going to do something else that's a little bit different this morning. In Matthew, um, um, oh, here it is. In Matthew chapter 5, I'm reading the small print this morning. It says, so if you come to God's altar with a gift and there you remember that someone has something against you, stop. Leave your gift there at the altar. First go and be reconciled with that person. And then come and give your gift. This last week, I was reminded of this because each one of us in our lives on a weekly basis comes in contact with people. And sometimes the people that we come in contact with don't have our best interests at heart. Matter of fact, sometimes they're just mean and mean people suck. But sometimes we come in contact with them and they try to steal from us the very gift that God has given to us by their acts and by their words. And I had an incident this week that reminded me of this. I had some things spoken about me that weren't true and, and it was really hurtful and it was really one of those things where you just thought, man, this is just totally unneeded and uncalled for. Why? Why? And then I realized there's so much going on right here. There's so much going on right here. And that God wants us to keep our hearts in a place where he's number one and he's able to speak and we're able to listen and follow with nothing in the way. And some of us, myself included this morning, if we're honest, we can't come to this altar because there's somebody in our mind right now that we hate or somebody in our mind right now that we wish something bad would happen to them or something would be done so that we could get even or get revenge or do something. And this morning, as I read that scripture, as Jesus is speaking, he says, first of all, I love you and I want your heart. But second of all, don't come to me when you got stuff in your life that you know needs to be dealt with. So this morning, as we come to God's altar to thank him, to remember him, I'm going to challenge you to do something really crazy scary. I'm going to challenge you to speak the name of that person in your life to God this morning. And as you take this communion and you go back to your seat and maybe you kneel at these benches, I'm going to challenge you to say, God, you know where I'm at with this relationship and with this person. But God, I don't want anything in my life to keep me from you. I don't want a person. I don't want to hang up. I don't want bitterness. I don't want something that's been done to keep me from you. So God, I choose this morning to forgive and speak that person's name. Speak that person's name. 
They may not be here. Maybe they are, and maybe afterwards you need to go and give them a hug. But you need to speak that person's name and say, God, nothing is more important than this. Nothing. Andy's going to lead us in a worship song. Come. Give your heart. Give your worship. Give your tithes to God. Receive the communion this morning. And then let it be in your life what God meant for it to be. That connection to him causes us to never forget the sacrifice of Jesus. to gravitychurch.com.